The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. So, KC, have you any idea what the fuck we're going to talk about? No, I've not really put a lot of thought into it, to be honest. No, uh, it's it's a bit of a weird one, this. I mean, since the last one, and it's not even as if we've rushed back ridiculously quickly, but, I mean, there's been statements, you know, oh, we'll extend the season indefinitely and stuff like that. But in terms of Leeds United, there isn't really much that's happened. No, all the, all the players are home with their... What I assume are Peloton bikes and trying to keep fit. All just looking at a video of Bielsa. <laughs> just shouting, Vamos! <laughs> and I assume the rest of the time just kind of sternly looking at you. Uh, just you saying sternly reminded, I think it was the square ball that we were on about it, but apparently uh, Patrick Bamford was giving an interview and he was asked who his first footballing hero was and he said, Stern John. <laughs> wow what a choice I didn't see it but I'm sure, I, it must have been on square ball because I definitely didn't hear it myself <laughs> oh man I love that I'd be like me saying Anthony Elding no that's just because you look a bit like him do look a bit like him apparently yeah uh, Especially after t- a few drinks yeah in, uh, in terms of Leeds news, there's only one real bit and it's sad news. Uh, Norman Hunter's in hospital and he's got coronavirus. Yeah, very, very sad to hear that. Obviously, at his age, it's, it's you know, concerning news. Um, yeah. Just very much a case of fingers crossed. Everyone kind of sending out very positive messages and hoping for the best. Yeah, uh, my dad actually saw him about two weeks ago and he was he seemed he seemed quite well at the time, which... I suppose if someone's going to get this, you want them to be as well as possible going in. But if he met my dad, that also means it was in the hospital waiting room, so he could have had something wrong. Yeah. But, you know, just hope, hopefully he comes through it. It's, I mean, he had a ridiculously good career. Obviously, to us, he's more of a commentator than a footballer. Yes, the uh, the most optimistic commentator I've ever heard, Norman Hunter. Bless him, he, he loves the club so much, but... It was so misplaced at times. Yeah. So sorry if a noise comes through when I put my beer down because uh, we are now Skype and USB mics and stuff. So my beer is going right next to a microphone. Yes, this is this isn't an indictment on the quality of recording at the Medicine Room Studio. That that's still top notch. We're just we're just not able to get there yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I don't even think Dom's been able to go there, has he? No, he's 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 been on lockdown. I I am back in the country since last time though, so that that's something. Oh yeah, because I've been talking to you, I forgot that that's since the last podcast. Yeah, so social interaction that we've been having of uh, me sitting in the car. It might, I'd like to paint a picture of me shouting across the road at you, but it, it was a bit better than that. Yeah, but it was over six foot. Yeah, oh, uh, it, it was safe. Yeah, well. We've had two of those. The first one, when I opened my front door to find a crate of Corona on my doorstep. 
I'm, I'm a good friend. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm a better friend. You know, I gave <laughs> you. We gave you back your own Nintendo 64. <laughs> and as we know, hey, remember two years ago when I rep- when I repaid that loan? Now I need you to do a favor for me. <laughs> Ah, uh, I love that. Yes, they can't be met. We can't have done many episodes of this where we haven't got our Simpsons quote in. Ah, you've got to get Simpsons quote in. And I mean, I haven't watched it in about ten years. <laughs> um, I'm flying through the Simpsons at the moment because uh, I've got the Disney Plus uh, subscription. My only regret now is that I started watching all the Marvel films when I got it in February, and I really wish I'd held off on that now. Yeah when you're staying inside watching three hour long films and then suddenly you're not allowed outside. Yeah. And all the three hour long films are gone. Mm. Uh, yeah. There's that. There's Netflix. If worse comes to worst, we'll get prime on the go. Uh, yeah. Prime. I, that's the one I'll actually start. Actually. I think I, I still need to watch that man in the high castle. It's a good series. I did enjoy that. Um, obviously, yeah, seen both the Leeds documentaries that are on there. Did yeah. you have you seen any of? Uh, have you seen Sundle Until I Die? Uh, I've watched season series? one. I haven't watched any of season two yet. Season season two. It's a good one because it's a You know, they've they've come in with a new owner and everything. So it's it's an interesting story. Definitely more positive than the year before when Simon Grayson's there at the end of preseason going, yeah, you know, it's going to take them a, a few weeks to, to gel, but we'll get there. And you're like, oh, Simon, you, you've got a month and a half left. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an, it's an a very strange time to be doing a podcast. We're mainly, we're doing one as much so we can have a chat as else, really. It's a bit self-indulgent, if we're being honest. It's not, it's, like it's, the square, it's not like the square ball, you know, it's the job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's not like we have enough listeners to for us to claim we're providing a service. <laughs> yeah, this is just a thing that is happening. No, it's um, yeah, it's it's an interesting time at the moment. As as I, I said to you earlier, I, you know, I hit the wall yesterday of just not having a job, having to turn down a shift that was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, if they want you to do a 16-hour day for eight hours money. In Darlington. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just just kind of stuck at home at the moment. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to now. Uh, what is it? ITV are going to put out Euro 96 in May. They're going to put every... Well, I think they're putting every game from the tournament on ITV Hub, and then all the England games are going to go on ITV 4. So that's, that's some football to look forward to, at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I still haven't yet fallen into the trap of watching the Belarusian League. <laughs> Listen, my boys aren't in the Premier League, so it's not even worth it. No. Uh, MT, MTZ Ripo, they're in the second tier. Well, they, they went under, they called something else now. Yeah. Because I was going to have them as my team, because uh, anyone who has played FM06 will know Sergey Kisley is the man. Yeah. He was yeah, fantastic signing on 06. <laughs> Him and Njazi Kuki or Kuchi. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> yes. Njazi. Oh, I love football man. Again, football manager, one of the big things kind of getting us through these dark times. 
Oh yeah, it's pretty much a requirement at this stage. Obviously, I start I started a new save with the update and stuff from January, and it turns out leads are amazing. <laughs> yeah, with the update they've made, especially with the younger players, Shackleton and McCalmont are both very good, uh, very good players straight off that. Robbie Gott starts out with a with a fair bit of potential as well. Um, Leaf Davis is is still half decent as well. Yeah. And then the, on, on top of that, we've just got a really good squad. I think because I think Calvin Phillips is the best football league player on the game as well. Yeah, in terms of overall stats, he definitely is. He, in mind, he got uh, he got into the England squad at the end of the first season. What a player! And say so I didn't sign anyone. I sold Casilla and a couple of others. And halfway through the season, Hernandez asked to leave and Click asked to go to China. Uh, so they all went and they ended up winning the league with about 114 points or something. Like, the leads are just ridiculous. Like, Matthias Bogarts can just walk straight into the team and be one of the best players in the league. Jean-Kevin Augustin got 46 goals. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad, that, is it, really? Yeah. Leads are basically cheating on that game first season. It's, it is actually too easy now. <laughs> that that's why uh, yeah I think that the way to do it is to be someone worse <laughs> well we we also have a an online go, game going where uh, you are uh, Newcastle and I'm Sunderland um, and my first move on the game was to get Bogus in on loan sign Robbie Gotts and then in January I brought Tyler Roberts in as well who has been a star signing so far well, he should be in League One, shouldn't he, really? Yeah, he's he's got Will Grigg out of the team. Trying to get Kyle Lafferty out of the way, but he's a moody bastard. Yeah. Yeah, well, these one who it really looked like we were going to get. Because mm. he was he was basically teasing with Stuart Dallas, wasn't he? That he was coming. Uh, that would have been interesting. Having him, but... Um, yeah, we got Augustan, we got Roberts, and I suppose we've also got Bamford. Yeah, um, it's, it feels weird not being able to even complain about Bamford that much. I miss football. <laughs> oh, I miss football so much. <laughs> yeah, it's been the, the one. You know, one of the or one of the things I've quite liked is some of the some of the games they've been showing at the moment on or through Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I watched the and live tweeted the second half of the the Arsenal three two win, where Simon Johnson comes off the bench for the last ten minutes, having I think they said banged in eight uh, eight goals in five, in the last five reserve games. That was an impressive record at that point. But that was, I mean, I know under twenty three's football is still, you know, a world away from the first team, but reserve football at that stage was. Just no reflection on anything. Yeah. Uh, that, but that was, it was sad as well. And uh, I was talking with Connie about it earlier, where you're looking at the team that won that day. Bear in mind, this is the season before we get relegated. All it needed was two or three players, and we'd have been fine. Just like decent, not, you know, not top quality to take us back to the top three or anything like that, but just, just three half decent players, and we'd have been fine. Yeah. And we got Jodie Morris. Yeah, I uh, I did just have a Google to see if anything important had happened to 
today that I'd missed. Apparently, I mean, admittedly, it's Football Insider, so you can't really read a great deal into it. But apparently there was eight senior Leeds players at Four Parts today, and they're expecting some form of shit to come out of that. Okay. Because hmm. uh, they've basically had to close everything, haven't they? But they have kept the running track open. Provided yeah. they weren't running next to each other, I don't really see how it's a problem. Yeah. Because um, that's what's got Spurs in trouble, wasn't it? They were running alongside each other. What was it the Football League said? There's going to be no training until, I think, this was it May 16th, I think they said? Something Pro- like that, yeah. Provisionally at this point still. Um, you know, because they, they've come out with their the plan to get everything, all all nine remaining games, plus two-legged playoff semi-final and final within 56 days. Not of now, obviously. But, yeah, that'll be interesting. Because FIFA, was it? I think it was the start of this week, FIFA came out and, and essentially said, everything is suspended. There is to be no date placed on having to finish the season. Which I think kind of eased everyone's mind a little bit well yeah it's it doesn't make any sense to even worry about when it restarts because in theory the longer this takes the easier it is to sort out yeah because if this does like say that it's worst really comes to worst and this season can't get restarted until december well then you just finish it and basically bin off next season yeah, um, but it, it's it's because they want the TV money. That's the main thing. Yeah, because I think that, and I, it's going to be a frustrating experience for the players. I think because I dare say they're not going to get uh, one sec, Casey. I'm not going to edit this out because none <laughs> of us can. Sarah, mid podcast. Sorry. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, uh, our last just coming home from. It was her turn to have a state mandated walk. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the players are going to be unfortunate. And I know the, the the reaction to this from some quarters will always be, ah, well, they're getting pretty well paid anyway. But players really from this are, are not going to get any sort of actual break, you know, a holiday from from this. Um, you know, the players that are at home are, are like most of the other people across the country. Is like, yes, they are getting paid well to not be working in their case. But it's not like they can go on holiday anytime soon. Yeah, well, it's, that's what I've said. Because uh, the way my job is doing it, there's a certain number who are furloughed now for four weeks. And then they're going to come back and another lot are going to get furloughed for four weeks. And I might end up in that second lot. It's I don't know how they're checking it. But they are asking for volunteers to be furloughed. Mm. And they aren't putting it on. Because it's not like I can go anywhere anyway. Yeah, it's, I'm, you know, not that I'm saying I'd, you know, oh, I'd love to be working or anything like that. But at this stage, it's got to the point, like, at least if I had some work to do at home, it's something to do. Yeah, that's that's the main way I'm looking at it. Because in theory, four weeks off. Yeah, sure, it's great. But if I'm not doing anything with it. Four weeks at home with nothing to do. I mean, there is, even for me, there is only so much football manager I can play. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I 
I love football manager. I've recently downloaded the uh, 2007 database as well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly only so much you can play. Yeah, I, as I say, the way it's gone now is it's all been uh, pretty much all the Legion United discussion has become just hypothetical stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say one thing we we haven't spoken about, and it will have been covered in other places, but just due to the time that we that we've been away, is the Leeds United players taking the pay cut while this is an ongoing issue with Premier League players. Oh, was that, was that before? Oh, I didn't realize that was before our last our last one. Yeah, um, that was. Well, obviously, it's a it's a deferral, isn't it? Not a cut. Yes. Uh, but the way that they just seem to agree to it very quickly and get sorted speaks well of them. Yeah, I think it's frustrating because there seemed to be this, uh, and while some owners in the Premier League decided just to say, no, we're going to furlough staff straight away, at least, you know, with Leeds, one, the decision was made straight away, like, no, let's let's look after the employees here. Um, we, you know, we were one of the first clubs to do it. There was us, Juventus, the Juventus first team are, are just going without wages, I believe. Yeah, they really did have to though, because uh, that was a thing that I saw. There's there's only three football teams whose wages are higher than per year than those of an NBA team, and it's uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they've they're just not getting paid at the moment, which I dare say for their first team players probably isn't as much of an issue. Um, then, uh, no, off the top of my head, they haven't got anyone who's literally young, just broke through and on, you know, two grand a week. Yeah. Um, and then you've got obviously Liverpool went to furlough their staff, and then the outrage that kind of came from that and they they changed their mind on that one well it was one of them there was a lot of people uh, there was a lot of people getting using it as a stick to sort of beat Liverpool fans with which was weird because the fans didn't fucking do it yeah they were they were everyone was mad but they were more mad than anyone yeah because um, I, th- I don't think they you know, the big thing about that was, you know, they made the decision, Tottenham made the decision before that, you know, the two clubs in the Champions League final who in their last set of accounts had recorded a combined profit of, I think it was about 129 million. So it's, it, it was, it was a tough pill to swallow, but I just, I, I just find it hard to understand how it's taken so long for Premier League players to, either individually within their club or as a collective to you know, come to a you know an agreement on a deferral so you can look after your staff. Yeah, I think a lot of it has been just the organisation has been poor. Like every, yes. as far as I can tell, all of the players have wanted to do stuff like that. Like but I do actually understand a lot of the Premier League club's arguments. Uh, the players, that is. Because a lot of them have been saying, well, if I just take a cut, then the billionaire that owns this keeps it. Mm. But if they pay us, we can give millions and millions to the NHS. Yeah, which, what is it called? Is it Players Together or something like that? Players United. But there was a lot, I think a lot of it comes down to the players not trusting. They didn't trust Mike Ashley, no. Yeah, I think that they just didn't trust that if they did 
take the deal being offered by the clubs, I don't think they trusted the money had got to the right place. Yeah, I'd, and it, you know, it's, it's definitely a good thing that the players are are coming. Uh, Premier League players are coming together to put money towards the NHS and the fund. You know, for helping fund that, I think yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's kind of been a bit disappointing to see clubs who who are bringing in plenty of revenue taking this first op- you know taking the opportunity as soon as it comes to you know have the you know have the the tax man kind of pay for all for all their staff uh or non playing staff I should say. Yeah it's a it's a weird one this because while it's all been happening you've seen some of the worst of people and you've seen a lot of the best as well. Yeah. Um you know, the stills players doing absolutely fantastic work in, you know, for their community. And, you know, like, like you said, amongst the players, I think there is an agreement that yes, the, the, as much as possible needs to be done to keep on the non-playing staff and, uh, you know, trying to fund, you know, put money into the NHS and charities at this time. It's just, yeah, it's disappointing. And it's in the same way that you kind of see, the Richard Branson is is looking to furlough staff, and and yet he, you know someone who is businesses are registered in the in the Virgin Islands, yeah, which is and just he disappointing. Wants, he wants a bailout as well, yeah. Having just sued the NHS, um, it's it's a bit of an odd one with stuff like that. But the, the thing is, like, I've got actually quite a, a bit of sympathy for footballers at the minute because the way that they've been treated in the media mostly because of that twat Matt Hancock it's just you would think they were the only people in the country that earned over 100 grand a year yeah uh, Jonathan Walters I think actually did a, a great video kind of pointing out that that foot like yes the, there is definitely a case to be made of, of footballers doing something to kind of help at least within their club but there are so many other people in in the UK who, are, you know, footballers at the moment are paying pay what forty five percent tax or fifty percent. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they are, there was they a are, thing. I think it was the tax from footballers is something like three billion a year. Yeah, it's it's huge amounts, and yet there are you know there are oh, there are companies here that pay zero tax. So it's very. And it's and it's again going to be one of the other things, and I don't want this to turn into a, a big politics discussion. But you saw kind of at the start of the year and after the election that um, the talk about unskilled workers and stuff like that, and, and now they're the pre- people propping up the country. Well, so, they were before. Well, yes, but now, now <laughs> that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> yeah, now they're now they're really holding the whole thing together, you know. And, and now that we're having to reach out and get more doctors and nurses back in, and you know, hearing politicians say, "Ah, oh, the, the work they're doing is absolutely fantastic," and but now you, you're going to be of the attitude when this ends of like, how do we reward these people now? Yeah, well, it's it's that whole thing. Well, and don't get me wrong, the clapping on the Thursday night. I have no problem with it. In fact, it is a good thing. It is a nice thing because it definitely doesn't harm anything and it probably is good for morale and stuff. But you know what's better for it? Giving them money and giving them the equipment. Yeah. They that should, would, that NH- would work better. <laughs> yeah, the NHS shouldn't be reliant on universities and schools donating their 
the goggles that aren't being used and things like that at the moment. Yeah. Anyway, we, as always, when there's not much football going on, we've descended. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Tories. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, on to, on to something lighter then. So this is uh, something that... So on to something lighter. Anyway, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so going through Twitter at the moment, I don't know why I go through Twitter because it's not like I'm looking for any news. Uh, but it came uh, across. You, mi- tw- you missed the word Phil there. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, it came across uh, Ryan LUFC 91, and he, he asked the question You're allowed three players uh, from the crop of players under David O'Leary, and you can put them in Marcelo Bielsa's team. Which three would you pick? Uh, to go through, to go, kind of go through the list that he's put out. But you know, we pretty much all know the, the squad. But it's uh, Martin Robinson, Kelly Mills, Radaby Woodgate, Matteo, Ferdinand Hart, Backer, Dakar, Batty, Boyer, Kewell, Viduka, Smith, Keane, Bridges, and Fowler. Hmm. Uh, I definitely Woodgate would definitely be one of them. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Woodgate was in my three picks as well. Just I think Woodgate at his best would have been absolutely unreal with Bielsa's coaching. Oh, by the way, this reminds me. Real left turn, but have you seen Tubes now has a golf channel on YouTube? I haven't, no. Well, he does what he does a four hole challenge where he plays against someone and interviews him on the way around, and Danny Mills was just on it. Ah, that'd be an interesting one. And he absolutely fucking slated O'Leary. Yeah, well, because it wasn't a secret at the time. Like as soon as O'Leary went, Danny Mills kind of laid into him, and I was actually talking about it. Well, it was uh, it was Danny Mills that David O'Leary slagged off in the newspaper, wasn't it? Right while he was the, still playing, right just before, before the World Cup. Because <laughs> O'Leary, what was it? He came back from the World Cup and said, and O'Leary said, "Well, I was hoping that would motivate you." Mm. Um, but yeah, because I, I remember talking about that with my mum, and then so it must have been that video must have come out like the day before or the day of. And I remember seeing the quote again and thinking, oh, this, I don't know when this has come up from, but yeah, pretty relevant. But yeah, he, it wasn't just that. It was him saying, look, it was him basically going, yeah, I know that we got in Champions League. I know we did all of this, but it was not to do with him. <laughs> well, ta- you know, tactically, as, as night, you know, I think. Well, that was the running players, joke, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I was a child and used to say, well, David O'Leary thinks tic-tacs of, thinks tactics of those little mints. Yeah, there just used to be, you know, it was nice. And at, at its peak, you could think it was just this very attacking mindset that they had. But there was, there was no, there was never a game plan to it. No, like he's, he wasn't one for improving players. He just had a lot of good ones. Yeah, and then just a lot of players. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, uh, Woodgate would definitely be one. I'm trying to think not just who was best, but like who would be the most useful. Well, because I, I and I because I, I want to say Decor, but he'd have to play in Phillips's position. Mm, well, because the one thing I, you know, when I picked my three, I, I did also say. I can't imagine David Batty being okay with Bielsa's style. I, I just don't think, especially at that stage of his career, 
I don't think David Batty would be up for it. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, McPhail would be lovely, but he didn't have the legs to mm. play in the Bielsa team. He's not on this list, actually, and he, he probably should be. Definitely should be. Uh, I'd probably say, mm, would he have been motivated enough? Are you thinking of Mark Paducah? Yeah, because he's, he's perfect. But would he have run around up front enough for him? I, yeah, again, like... I mean, in it, terms it, tec- of... technical ability and style of play, absolutely perfect for Bielsa. Yeah, just he wasn't he wasn't the one to be hounding defenders. I don't think, and he's not he's not going to do the tracking back that Bamford does. Um, I think I think Lee Boyer. Yeah, because he was absolutely brilliant and worked his bollocks off. Yeah, very uh, at his peak, of very much an an all action player, wasn't he? Obviously, I want to say, I mean, I'd have Nigel Martin in any era because he's the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. Mm. But I'm trying to think back to me as a child and was he actually any good at passing the ball out from the back? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Because he never had to. That's the... <laughs> No, the, the, there's one type, that, I mean, one of the few things I do remember was a, a slice. Was it against Everton? No, there's. Um... He sliced one almost over his own shoulder and gave away a penalty or something, didn't he? Oh, no, the, the one I'm thinking of is actually one of the... I think it might have been Molinar had sliced up all back and Martin didn't want to risk catching it for a back pass, so he heads it clear from inside his own six-yard box, which I did quite like. Yeah. Um, I, I picked Nigel Martin for my team. Just because he's that good? Yeah, I, I think, in, you know... Yes, you he, you know he would have to be better with his feet, but I think as an out and out goalkeeper, there's still, I mean, certainly in the history of Leeds United, he's head and shoulders above anyone else. And Ilan Meslier in his Terminator voice goes, "Just you wait." Ah, <laughs> uh, hearing because that was so nice that the the kid doing all his his exercises in his back garden when all this first kicked off. Because it was really weird. Because the first person I saw reach out to him was Juan Mata. Yeah, uh, De Gea was one as well. Yeah, De Gea did, and then and then it came to Ilan Meslier, and we heard him talking. We all went, "Ooh, one expects him that." Yeah, it was a hell of a voice. Uh, I'm trying to not say Martin because it's so obvious. Because it, if it, I would have him over any goalkeeper ever. But I do think it'd end up being Martin Woodgate Boyer. Okay. That's if, if I wasn't going to have Martin, I mean, obviously there's a certain left winger that would have been brilliant, but he's a massive twat, so no. Yeah. Um, who else would be re- would have been really good? Probably Rio Ferdinand's got to be in that category as well. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it, well, again, I don't want to pick him because he's a Man United player, basically. I don't think of him as a Leeds player. Yeah. Uh, but, like, in terms of style of play, I mean, Ben White plays like Rio Ferdinand. 
know, Rio Ferdinand plays nearly as good as Ben White. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say the level. I mean, the style. <laughs> I mean, Ben White is obviously better. I mean, to be honest, it, 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 by the time he came to Leeds, the injuries had started. Like, Bielsa with a prime Robbie Fowler mm. would have been unbelievable. Well, Say, so you, don't, you don't have to be quiet. We're not editing this podcast. Thank you for the beer. You're very welcome. <laughs> the, uh, the three I went for were, were Nigel Martin, Johnny Woodgate, and I went Michael Bridges. Just I, I think he would have been the perfect all-round striker that, that Bielsa would have loved working with. Yeah, I always forget just how good Bridges was. He, yeah, I, I was, I was very lucky. Like I really enjoyed that. You know, I went to, that was the first season. I, I was really going near on every week and Michael Bridges was, was so good to watch that 99, 2000 season. Yeah. Cause he got like 22, uh, 20, 21 goals, I think yeah. over that season, which, you know, it, it, what was it? His, well, it was his debut when he gets a, oh, the uh, it's the second game of the season at the, the Dell when he gets a hat trick straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, and got, I mean, just when you think he wasn't getting in the Sunderland team. Yeah. Couldn't get in the Sunderland team, which kind of was kind of understandable at that point as well, because they, they had a good thing going with Quinn and Phillips. Yeah. And, and Kevin Phillips at that point was as good as anyone. Well, he, cause I think he was premier league top got scorer that season as well. Cause they, did they finish fourth? Uh, they finished right up there. I think it might have been fifth, but at that point it was only three. Yeah, it was the three Champions League places. Because it was the season. Because there was one season when he got thirty Premier League goals, wasn't there? Kevin yeah, Phillips. he he was he was fantastic. You know, it's very much of the age the the little and large combination with you know Narquin winning a lot of headers, but it was so effective at that point. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying. To, I'm just actually finding that season to see where they ended up coming. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, that... Sunderland finished seventh, but it was the first season up. That's a, it was a great achievement. Yeah, first season up, and Kevin Phillips finished top score with thirty. God, yeah, it's that's, that's great. That so got that is that is a hell of a when you think. How good that league was, because obviously that's the league. That's the year we came third. Mm. Yeah, you've got Arsenal, Arsenal, Man United. Um, you know, I'd, I'd still be your top two through there. Um, Everton are, are kind of starting to put together a slightly better team. Yeah, I've, I've actually got the full table up here because obviously it was Scum, then Arsenal, us, we just picked Liverpool, Chelsea, Villa, Sunderland, and then Leicester. And Leicester got in Europe, so they must have won fair play league or something. Or, or did they win League Cup that year? I think uh, they won the League Cup that Yeah, year. that would have been the year they won the League Cup. I'd be savage in Europe. Yeah. Ooh. And and that was also the year because obviously Bradford stayed up on the last day of that Weatherall goal that put us in Champions League, and they got into Europe. Yeah, the, well, they got into the Intertoto Cup anyway. Yeah, I because don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know to dignify that that by calling it Europe. Hey, they put, it was in Europe, and it gets us to pull out that favourite stat from friend of a po- well, not even a stat, just fact from friend of the podcast, Matt Young. 
I thought you were about to say not even friend. No, not even friend, Mark Young. Uh, Acquaintance of the podcast. But that Intertotal Cup saw a young Andre Archerin make his professional debut away at Bradford City. Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so funny seeing that they just stayed in the Premier League and because of the fair play rules, they'd got into the Intertoto Cup. Which didn't even have a cup at the end of it. No, because there was like 12 winners. Yeah, they used to, it was... It was a while ago now, but I remember reading a great 442 article about it. There's this competition that just evolved. Um, My first one I can remember, I remember West Ham winning it. Well, getting through. Yeah. I think that was a couple of years before, because it was all, I think it might have all been televised on Channel 5 as part of the, as part of the UEFA Cup deal they had. Yeah. And I remember, I, I can remember watching that as a kid. What? Because like when we that again going in into that two thousand that ninety nine two thousand season, what was the the deal? Must have been something like. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out how they decided who who would have screened what games because I know the the Partizan Belgrade game was on BBC back when in the days when they paid money for live sports. Uh, you see, I can't. I remember us having games on Channel Five in the Ch- UEFA Cup. Channel I don't remember any on. other channels having it. Well, Sky. And I, I know that they did, but I don't remember. Well, yeah, because like the Roma game, the away leg was on Channel Five, and it's because jo- it's Jonathan Pierce who commentates that one. And I, like, I was amazed at this point because at that at that stage, I didn't know Jonathan Pierce, football commentator. I knew Jonathan Pierce, robot wars commentator. Uh, and then yeah the home leg was on Sky which is when you get um, was Alan Parry and Jerry Francis I think Uh, I I wouldn't know from the home leg because I didn't miss any yeah the I I mean I can still whenever I I, I think of the the away leg at Roma I hear Jonathan Pierce commentating yeah, uh, just a thing, by the way, that uh, that Football Insider story about there being eight Leeds players at Four Parch, James Mooney just treat, treated him saying, false. Okay. And that is word from inside the club. So, fair enough, I'll go with that. Uh, everyone's pointing out that there is a video going round of Jean-Kevin Augustin training, and he looks like he is svelte. Oh. Well, that was that. Yeah, that was one thing I was talking about. Now, the the, the one thing this break does give it, you know, a chance for is Augustan to get, because obviously when you're not training and, and yes, you do exercising at home, but everyone across the board, their fitness levels are like they are going to be less fatigued, but their 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 match fitness levels are going to drop. No, even it, even it with the also work rate, you can't maintain that. Yeah. Um, so at least it'll give Augustan a chance to get somewhere close to that. Because it'd be nice for him to actually play a couple of games before the end of the season. Yeah. Because uh, in theory, in theory is a really good signing. But it's all a matter of whether we actually get to see it. I'm still... We're going to sign him and he won't have, you know, with him not starting a game, it'll all be Bamford still. It'd be such a 
it'd be such great. It'd almost be better in a way. If he doesn't play this season, we go up and then he's brilliant next season. Yeah. <laughs> but I would think game. if he never breaks into side that they might be aware that he says no. Yeah, I think last I'd heard that that while the deal is in place, that, that will be subject to him accepting a contract. Yeah, because um, to do an agreed future fee... It, they do, in theory, have to have pretty much agreed a deal, even with the player. But it isn't mm. all signed off and stuff, so there's still ways. Oh, uh, I just saw five minutes ago after we, you know, we've obviously we've given as well wishes to Norman Hunter and everything. Uh, Kenny Dalglish has got coronavirus as well. Jesus, it's heavy times at the moment, isn't it, with stuff like this? Yeah, like, don't, like I'm not going to protect... Like, I don't like Kenny Dalglish. I think he's an arsehole, but I hope he gets better. Yeah, d- <laughs> again. I, t- I did ha- the other day liken Kenny Dalglish to, to Donald Trump in the way they both treat the press with absolute contempt. Yeah. Um, Maybe Kenny Dalglish hated them a touch more. Oof, some of them. It definitely just, and and I understand. Part. Yeah, I mean, I understand. In some cases, it can be very mundane getting asked the, the same football questions over and over again, and it, and especially when you lose. But no, Kenny, that's not how you treat people. Yeah, those those people are just doing their job. By the way, seriously, cheers for bringing me back, Corona. It's going down lovely. <laughs> Yeah, we we all need help in these in these dark times. Yeah, and there is one thing on lockdown. You have a car, I do not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind because I think when this all started as well, we were all trusted enough to at least like to maybe just go for a drive, not anywhere in particular, but just to drive around. And and now we don't even have that. No, it's to the shop, and that's it. Yeah, and I think you're allowed to drive somewhere about five minutes away for exercise. Yeah, I uh, like today, I, I upped my walk. My walk was about an hour 40 today. Yeah, we, we had a, a relatively long one last night. Um, Giggity. Around Kipix. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say who we're with now. Oh, everyone knows who. <laughs> Sarah, um, have you never noticed the Sarah tattoo at the you know at the bottom of my neck? Does that not concern you? I know I spelt it wrong and dropped the H, but yeah, it's just because you were a big fan of the song Zach and Sarah by Ben Folds. Ah, yeah, fair enough. There's that as well. But have you listened to any of, to his like you know stream show yet? Yeah, I've listened to a couple. The second one, his internet was worse. So How this, was that? Because I've not, I've not watched any like any streamed gigs at the moment. I mean, they're all up on demand. They're up on demand on YouTube after. Yeah. Uh, the second one wasn't as good. His internet was a bit worse, so the sound came out a bit tinny. But it's literally just an hour long request show. 
that's pretty cool. And obviously, because it's Ben Folds, he's got about 12 albums worth of stuff. And then the other ones as well that he didn't put on albums. So he said he's going to do it every week till this is all over. He was on tour in Australia doing one of those ones with, uh, you know, where he gets a full orchestra in and stuff. Ah, uh, that's cool. And he was in the middle of one of those tours and they just cancelled everything. So he's just got a flat in Sydney and an internet connection and a few instruments and a keyboard. I didn't realise he was he was uh, stuck in Australia. Yeah, still. I mean, I think it's one of them where if he really, 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 really had to get back, he could. But mm. his kids are all grown up now and stuff. So I think that they've just decided it's easier for him to stay there. Yeah. And, and easier and safer. And he did live in Australia for years anyway, so I think he's quite happy there. And he, uh, he also said that he hasn't written any new material for quite a long time. So he's going to use his isolation to try and write a new album. Well, that'll make you happy. Oh, anything he does makes me happy. He is the best songwriter on the planet. What about the producers who, who put together the Little Mix songs? Well, obviously there is that. <laughs> I mean, Kathleen is my favourite of the four or five. <laughs> That's the one series of X Factor that I saw and I still don't know. No. Um, no, I can't say I keep up, especially not being in the country whenever X Factor's on. So. Well, it was my. I can't first... tell you who any of the last winners are. No, it was my first year of uni and because we were using the TV to watch the football all day and to watch match of the day at night, we had to have let the lasses have the TV for a few hours in between. Yeah, that, that's fair. So look. I'm uh I'm actually I've decided I'm gonna get up a game and we'll we can we'll do a who played for you. A who played, but just me. Yeah. You should have messaged Dom and got him to get one up himself. Well, let him let him enjoy his his time off. I'm gonna say he can join the Skype call. What else is he gonna be doing? Looking <laughs> <laughs> a barbecue around somewhere. Yeah, true. Well, let's have a look. Okay, let's get a, a UEFA Cup one up. That's from Ellen Road. There we go. All right, so okay, it was a UEFA Cup game at Ellen Road. The one problem is that I will almost certainly have been there. <laughs> well, Not that it'll help me. So, from October twenty first, nineteen ninety nine, Leeds beat Locomotive Moscow four one at Ellen Road. Locomotive oh, Moscow four one. Oh, they've not laid this out very well. There's no uh, no mention of the subs that came on, so I'll just I'll give you a point for any of the subs you get. I'll give you I'll give you two lives. So it's a uh, six a sixteen man squad you've got to pick from. Right. Well, we haven't started rotating yet, so I'd think Martin in goal. Yes. Uh. And 99 will have been Bridges up front because that was that season where it was brilliant, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. 
Uh, Alan Smith? Yes. Uh, I probably uh, should just give you one life here. Scummy Australian twat? Yes. Uh, Gary Kelly? Yes. That was, so a, bit, all, that was a bit of a risk because it could have been Danny so, Mills. <laughs> well, so far you've named... So far, you've named all players from the starting lineup. Uh, probably Ian Hart. Yes. Uh, I'll tell a lie. Sorry, I forgot. With it being a UEFA Cup game, it is seven subs. Oh. Uh, hmm. Uh, well, I haven't named any centre-backs. Uh, we'll get... Yes. Uh, I don't think... I think that... I don't think that season he was injured much. Radaby. Yes. Uh, you've, you've named the back... You've named the, the back line. Uh, have I said Boya yet? No. But he, he is in there, so you've got Boyer, you just need the two central midfielders now. Is that all that's left? Yep. You've got the you've got the rest of the starting lineup. Jesus. Uh and it's ninety nine two thousand. Uh hmm. I'm, oh, I'm trying to remember like who would have been who was about when. Uh, I mean, he was definitely back. David Batty? Yes. Batty played? Yeah, Batty started. Oof. Yeah, one more from the starting lineup. You've not even named any of the subs yet. That's ridiculous. That is, it is impressive. Uh, Ollie Decor? Ooh, no, it's a season early. Oh, is that season too early? Fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm just after a centre mid. Yep. Uh, it's getting tense. David Hopkin. David Hopkin was a sub. Uh. Phew. I suppose you could, uh, because you've said it's a centre mid, I think then Boyer must have been on the right. So it probably isn't. Uh, you see, I've got, I've, I thought of one. In fact, I'm not going to say him because I think you wouldn't, if, if, if Backer had played, I think he'd have played on the right with Boyer in the middle. So I don't think Backer will have so played. Not- so I'm so going to not say, saying Eric Backer. No, uh, in that case, I, I, oof. I'll tell I'll tell you what it could have been because we did play younger players in that year. Matt Jones. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard the cat meowing. Yeah, in the, the, the cat. The cat's just jumping. Uh, uh, Matt Jones was also a sub. Oh. 
But yeah, Matt Jones was in and out of the team at this point. Alfie Holland? Also on the bench. <laughs> Jesus. What else did we have that was centre mid? Oh, I know it must have been. Uh, it must have been McPhail, because I think he's the only one left. <laughs> yeah, it was Stephen McPhail. <laughs> Bloody hell. There was, there was no clue I could give you that wouldn't make it obvious straight away. Yeah, so is that all of them? Yep, that's, that's your starting lineup. I'd I'd ask you to name the Locomotive Moscow team, but there's only one of the players I recognise. Uh, I'm trying to think of even a Russian from then that isn't Andrei Kanchelskis. <laughs> he did. Pl- he did play in the Premier League after this. Russian that played in the Premier League. How old is Dinyar Billy Aletdinov? <laughs> <laughs> it is not Billy Aletdinov. Uh, what position were they? Uh, centre mid. Alexis Smertin? It is Alexis Smertin. There isn't many Russians. <laughs> no. So, wouldn't no, you give me a position? There's not many Russia. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's not many. Yeah, there's not many Russian outfield players that I can think of or whose names come to mind in, in recent history. I'll tell you what, I'll have a look. I'll try and get one up for you. Obviously, I'll go a different area so there isn't a load of a uh, crossover. I'm, I'm picking the same team. Oh, that's. I always love. As you corner. just. As you named a happy one. I. Oh, no, I think that. Uh, I think we've done that game before, actually, haven't we? I was going to do the Ipswich game where we got Which relegated. The Ipswich game where we basically got relegated, but I think uh, I think we already did that oh. like ages ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I will say, having uh, having written the or when I was writing the lone player of the year, that I still need to get that up on the website. Actually, uh, for that year, I watched the last few. I watched the highlights of the last few games of that season and that game is depressing um, oh I think yeah that's a depressing one uh, that's what you want to hear before you think about a Leeds game yeah. I was trying to think of you know like the shittest results in league one that make you really sad uh, and I've got one. Uh, it is November 2007. Cheltenham won Leeds nil. Oh, God. All right. So let's go. He said November. Yeah. Uh, so let's well, go. this, I don't actually know if the game was the Saturday or the Sunday. This BBC report is the Sunday. 25th. Okay. But it might have been Saturday 24th and they just updated some of the next day. It must have been. Because we really... It was only typically midweek games that were put on for us at that point. Yeah. 
Um, so let's go Anchor Grin and Goal. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. It's not Gasper Anchor Grin. Nope. Who else would it have been? In that case, oh, that's David Lucas? It was David Lucas. I can, I can see why this is a bad day. I was kind of hoping you'd say Shane Higgs because he was in goal for Cheltenham. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, what, yeah, he'd have been there that season, the next season, then joined us for our final League One season, didn't he? Mm. But yeah, David um, Lucas. Let's go with... Who'd have been in the back line? Rui Marquez. Rui Marquez is correct. Matt Heath. He was alongside Rui Marquez. Uh, Fraser Richardson. Correct. That's three at back four. And then a left back. I'm trying to think. Did I think Jamie Clapham had gone by this point? Because he was a short, he was kind of a alone for the first couple of months of the season. Um, who else would have played left back? I'll co- I'll come back to left back. Let's go, uh, Andy Hughes. Uh, co- correct, and by the looks of it, was set, played centre mid. By the looks of it, although he could have played yeah. right mid. Um. David Protton. Who I think played right mid from the way this is set out, but him and Hughes could have been the other way around. I think he, yeah, he was playing right mid at this at this yeah. point. Well, was this the year where he ended up winning player of the year? Like the Yorkshire He, he was the YEP player of yeah. the year. Yeah, I he was my favourite player from that season. I love Protton. Mm. Um, who else would have been in centre mid? Alan Thompson? Uh, no. Oh, he was in and out with injury. Um, let's go. Let's go with the front two. Let's go, Candall. Correct. And Beckford. Correct. All right. Uh, now I'm just trying to channel. So from the starting lineup, you're missing so- a left back, a centre mid, and a left wing. Uh, who would have been on the wings? Seb Carroll? Seb Carroll was left wing. Ooh. Uh, the other centre mid. Was it Housen? It was not. And not in the squad at all, by the looks of it. Because uh. didn't he not play That's... all that much and then he broke in properly at the end of the season? Yeah, it was strange because he, he kind of made a few sub-appearances the season before. Um, but no, I didn't really... Yeah, it wasn't really towards the end of the season that we kind of saw a whole lot of house. And, uh, Ian Westlake? He came off the bench for Seb Cowell. Uh, Johnny Douglas? Johnny Douglas was the other centre mid. So you're just waiting on the left back. 
left back. I'm going to guess Jamie Clapham because I'm out of ideas at the moment. It was not Jamie Clapham. Ah, fuck, he's gone back, man. What I would say is, you really, it's someone you should get. Who else did we have at that point? That's going to really annoy me. Elliot gone. Who else did we have? Eddie Lewis uh, played like the first two games. Then Jamie Clapham came in. He left. Is it Alan Sheehan? It is not Alan Sheehan. Uh, oh no, he came in at like the end of January. Uh, Academy. Oh, Ben Parker. Ben Parker. No? Yeah, yes. Ben Parker. Oh. Yeah, okay. ben, pa- ben Parker. Um we also, because you got Westlake as well, there was two other players came off the bench and they were both strikers. Ooh. I don't think it's Leon Constantine because I don't think he was fit by this point. I think he was still very broken arm, wasn't he? Yeah. Um... It's one of the Mark DeVries. One of them is Mark DeVries. Again, writing the article for that lone player of the year, he was around a lot longer. I literally thought he had... I, I can't remember who it was he came in against, but he, him and Wayne Andrews came in at the same time. Then the next week he scored against Yeovil, and I thought that was it afterwards. I didn't realise he, he kind of stuck around for a, a few more games. Yeah. Uh, the other one being a striker. Uh, you can tell someone didn't watch the Square Balls 24-hour FM 2008 screen last week. Is it Tor Andre Flo? It is Tor Andre Flo. Yeah. Who had been last, retired last and done on their... <laughs> yeah, was, was he runner-up on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, on their one. Or whatever and then came out of retirement to play yeah. And I think he then came out of retirement yeah. again about three years later. He went to... He retired and then he went to MK Dons, didn't he, for a bit? Yeah. I'm just going to get it up to see if I can... Because I'm not sure I've, I've remembered things exactly right. The life and times of Tor Andre Flo. Yeah, he, reti- he, he finished in 2006 at Valerenga and then he came to Leeds 7 08. Then MK Dons, 08-09. And then 2011-12, he played 22 games and scored twice for Songdal. Okay. And, uh... It was a very... <laughs> so I just noticed something. Uh, you know what the village that uh, Tori Andre Flo was born in is called? No. Flo. Okay, right, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, that was um, yeah. I don't. What if that's a family village? Yeah, maybe. Only uh, only flows can live and be born there. Yeah, it's it's like uh, areas in India where everyone's name is Patel. Hmm. But it's flow instead. Yeah, that was. I st- I still get 
so much enjoyment from from that period in time. Not that game, obviously, but that period in time being a Leeds fan. And I uh, think I've always said the one thing I really liked about it was that you could go to any away game you wanted. And we did. That was, um, yeah, it was like we shouldn't have ever been there, and and it is the lowest ebb in the club's history. But at the same time, there, there was certainly in that first year, anyway, there was kind of a charm to to you know playing Yeovil and playing Tranmere and and, and Exeter and teams like that. Ah. But, so you know when you just I just looked them up because you know when you said I could have sworn De Vries went earlier. On 25th mm. of October, Leeds terminated De Vries' loan contract after he suffered a broken toe. But on the 12th of November, he rejoined for another month. Okay. He did 12th of November to... Fi- two months, in fact. 12th of November to 15th of January. So he I did really go... I don't remember that. Yeah, so I think that what it is, is that we don't remember the second loan spell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything after him scoring, to be honest. That was it. I just thought, well, he scored, but he's still not a good player. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that, cause at the start of the season, I, kind of our attacking options were yeah, Beckford, Candall, Flo and Constantine. And and he Constantine got injured at the start, of pre, or in pre-season, I think. Yeah. He, and didn't really... He barely played, he did he? Yeah, he kind of came in, and I know he scored on New Year's Day, and I'm, I'm pretty sure not, that's his only goal. I do not remember him scoring a goal. I'm sure that you're right, but I don't remember it. Well, I don't think I went to that game. For some reason, bearing in mind I had season he, tickets as well, yeah, and I, I was four, in the country. He only had four starts and scored once. Yeah. Um. But that was uh, yeah, that's definitely in there as one of my memories of. Oh, that's why I don't remember his one. His first league goal was in a three-one home defeat by Oldham on New Year's Day. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't. Honestly, I don't remember us ever playing well on New Year's Day. We haven't had many. We we didn't play particularly well. We had that one-all with Middlesbrough a couple of years ago where we should have. Where uh, Ross McCormack missed that diving header that was like properly yeah. easier to score than miss. I like how you described that as a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's actually like what eight years ago. I think that's two thousand. I think that's two thousand and eleven. <laughs> it's a it's a fair while ago now. Yeah, but once you get past twenty, everything's a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, ca- I catch myself doing that more and more now. When you have a conversation with someone, and you just go, oh, "A couple of days ago, well, you know, month or so." Same thing. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 League One run, especially, uh, I think, kind of the ignorance to a little bit of it helped because, obviously, like, you look back now. And I fully understand why we had the points docked at the start of the season as well. Oh, yeah. When you actually read into it, it was fully deserved. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, we just kind of got on board with 
very much on board with the football league's corrupt. Which it is. Fantastic. It's just Ken Bates' corrupter. Yeah. Allegedly. Mm. I don't know how alleged it is. Some alleged. Yeah. As long as we keep the word alleged in there, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. I want to make was... very clear, I am not talking about Councilman Ken Bates of Casper, <laughs> Wyoming. I think we've got to him, you know. I, I don't know if you saw the 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 thing you posted on Facebook, basically saying yeah. to Leeds fans that you've got com- you know, uh, we've got him mixed up, and just I want to I want to you know te- explain to my local constituency why this has happened. Yes, I am a God fearing man. <laughs> <laughs> Describing to people what churches you've gone to, it's an odd move. I was going to say, okay, so you've been down in the Bible Belt. You know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee. Yeah, it's an interesting place. Uh, I'm going to love it. I don't know if this can qualify as a football podcast at this point, really. I mean, we have talked no, about it's... Leeds for the most part, but it has just been waffling on. There's a lot of general chat. But uh, I think we should probably call it there because we've probably gone close to an hour. Yeah. If not a bit more. And it's, and it's half eight at night and I need to eat something at some point soon. And I'm uh, playing No Mercy on the N64. Cool. Uh, if you end up about in a bit, FM? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What I'll do is we'll... Uh, We'll leave this until suddenly Dom reappears in the call, because the way that this is being recorded is that we are in a freeway chat. It's just that Dom is nowhere near his laptop. Yeah. It just uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll just leave it running until he gets back. I'll, I'll kind of record my, my musings playing, uh, playing No Mercy as well. <laughs> just leave it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be a really interesting way of doing it just leave it going and just see what happens to be oh, honest if it oh worked my like god YouTube, it's gerald briscoe if it worked like youtube and you could sell adverts based on the length of it yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> advertising space is still for sale on this podcast and always will be yeah forever and ever <laughs> if you want to help funders having takeaways what well, after we record get in touch not that we can get them now because they're all shut no no jack i've got a hookup don't worry ah well i suppose bella's is still open oh no, town, no it's town yeah, and still open. town and still on the go oh, i know man. they i know they don't deliver to you but no which is weird considering they put menus for his door every fucking month <laughs> well, I find it's, they, it's so funny the areas like takeaways are willing to deliver to i don't know if there's just lines where they go where it's done by postcode or something like that. No, yeah. it, it, we it just don't be. go there. I think it's because mine's technically a Wakefield postcode. Yeah. So they just say, no, we can't deliver there. But they literally put a menu through our door once a month. Yeah, it's so odd. Considering it's still only like a 10-minute drive at most. Yeah. <laughs> it's not It's not like you're really out of the way. No, but it happens sometimes. If I book a taxi and I'm coming back from Leeds, we go, so you're in Wakefield, mate. No, not even nearly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not even close.
I, I'm lucky. I, I'm on the edge of the boundary. I've, so, I've still got that LS postcode. We'll just leave this bit of silence going. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, I'm led to believe that Dom is here, so if he unmutes his microphone, he can say hello. Yep. Yeah. You right, Dom? Helen, you're right. Yeah. You may remember Dom from such things as faking <laughs> his way through a quiz the other week. <laughs> Not quite ready to reprise my role just yet. No, I'll we might have to more. do that for next week. Build that one up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to have you on board, Dom. Yeah, that means that's two in a row that you've been on now, even though for this one it's going to be for about a minute. (laughs) I'm really getting used to football now. Yeah. No, you're not, Tom. You're not, are you? Well, I've seen one game, at least in this year, and I've started eating more pies. Does that count? The the pies will definitely go a long way to helping. I mean, I was doing that before, so... What kind of pie? Anything with meat in? Any. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, that's fair then. Well, now that we've had this little cameo, that'll do us for episode I have literally no idea of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, This barely counts as a Leeds United podcast, but, you know, sometimes you have to be a bit self-indulgent and it's an excuse for me to talk to KC while we're in lockdown. So It's It's episode 67. Woo, 67, get in. We're only two away from LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but um, obviously if you have any recording needs I know that no one does right now but if you do, Medicine Room Studios uh, read the stuff we write which is on through it all together which is at THRU it's all LUFC on Twitter uh, I don't think we have anything else to plug we, we'll end up doing something or tweeting out about Football Manager on at Mighty White's pod I have no idea what I'm going to do but I've been Jack, see ya I've been Casey, have a good one Say goodbye, Dom. Sorry, I muted again. <laughs> yeah, I've been Dom. Bye. Yay, Dom. He is such a valuable contributor to this almost non-podcast this week. Football. <laughs> Football. Right, in a bit. Right. <laughs>